You have to have your first generation product be so good that everyone's clamoring for it, even though it costs about 3x what it will eventually cost, and even though it does about one-third as much. Hey everyone, I'm Mark Randolph, and welcome to That Will Never Work. On this podcast, I speak with folks who are at every stage of building their own business, whether they're leaping from side hustle to self-employed or are already generating revenue and ready to level up. My goal is to draw out their biggest challenges and then, using a combination of advice, encouragement, and tough love, nudge them just a little closer to realizing their dreams. While I'm known for co-founding Netflix and serving as its first CEO, my career as an entrepreneur spans four decades. Netflix was actually my fifth startup, and since leaving there, I've had the opportunity to work with scores of early-stage companies and mentor aspiring entrepreneurs from all over the world. Along the way, I've picked up hundreds of tips, tricks, and secrets, which I'm eager to share with my listeners. Helping others move their ideas forward has become my life's passion. So if you've been told that will never work as much as I have, you've come to the right place. Together, we'll prove the naysayers wrong. How do you make sure a can't-miss product doesn't, you know, miss? Today, it's all about finding your marketing sweet spot. Michael, a young entrepreneur with a background in product engineering and health tech, has the perfect profile for success. His smart medicine tray can track when you pick up your pill bottles and perhaps more importantly, when you haven't. His technical chops are unquestionable and he's come to me to help with the other key aspects of launching a much needed product. My goal is to help Michael nail down the product in product marketing, and give him a few tips on how to think about customers, ensuring his can't-miss idea is just what the doctor ordered. Michael, welcome to That Will Never Work. I'm excited to chat today, and I think from experience that the best way for us to start is actually for you to give me this quick summary of what's going on. I kind of am curious, what was the problem you were trying to solve? What swings have you taken at the problem? Where are you now? And then maybe we can gracefully transition our way into what you might want to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. So just to start off, health and wellness is a major passion of mine. So right now, I'm actually actively building a new smart device in that space. Right now, I'm really focused on this solution on how people consume usually supplements, vitamins, and medicine. With the device that I'm developing, if you can picture kind of a medium-sized tray that has your vitamin supplements, medications placed on top, and all these bottles will be aware of when you take them off to consume medication. But most importantly, you'll be aware of when you're not doing that, when you're not taking your measured dose at prescribed times, that's when this device in conjunction with cloud magic and mobile apps will give you an email or a mobile notification to resume your routine of medication of supplements. So the problem you're solving is that people aren't regular in taking their supplements? A little bit. So the problem I'm solving is, yes, people aren't regular. So in my specific case, I cannot do an evening routine. So I'm good at waking in the morning, taking my supplements in the morning. If I have to do it twice a day in the evening, I'm running around, feeding the kids, taking care of who knows what, tired, I forget. So that's one problem. And another minor problem is there's fitness trackers that are available, there's sleep trackers, 
but there's nothing for medication trackers. So when I talk to my grandma, it's like, do you take your blood pressure medication regularly? She goes, yes. Her doctor tells me otherwise. The analytical engineering part of me wants to track that. Well, let me dig in in a couple of areas mm -hmm. here. So for everyone else's benefit, Michael did reach out to me a few months ago. And at the time, you were working on an Internet of Things yes. solution, basically. And it kind of you had a technology, and you were trying to figure out the best way to apply it. So yeah. my first sense is good for you. I am glad that you're focusing. Building a technology, building a sensor, in your case, as you had done, wonderful. But getting traction with it is really going to require picking one application and nailing it and uh, focusing in other words. And so I'm glad that you've picked a area of focus, but I have a couple of clarifying questions. So it sounds like what you have envisioned as this first product is similar to those devices they have in hotels where you're, you get in late at night and you open the mini bar and you pull the drawer out and you're going, Oh, what's this? Oh, look at this. So how many calories are in this these <laughs> bag of cookies? And then all of a sudden you go, Oh shit, this was one of those drawers where as soon as you lift it up, it knows you lifted it up and charges you for it. And it sounds like you're basically taking what is a maybe great for the hotel, but pain in the ass for the end user and flipping that around and trying to say mm -hmm. this helps the end user. So do I envision basically how this thing works? Is that right? More or less. You lift the pill bottle up and it records, Mark lifted the pill bottle up at 6.17 p.m. on Thursday. Yeah. It just assumes that if I lift the bottle out of the tray, that counts as having done it, right? Correct. It's kind of like if a watch, a fitness tracker that you wear, if you shake it about, it thinks you're walking. It's the same kind of mistake <laughs> that could happen. But in this case, hopefully you're benefiting yourself instead of getting those extra charges. The idea is not to cheat, but to track. My mother-in-law was someone who, in the later stages of her life, consumed wide variety of medications. You're right, as she got older and became more forgetful, it was really hard for her and for us to know had she taken her medications. And certainly the workaround at the time was those plastic cases that you can buy in any drugstore that have a M, right. T, U, W, E. I'm brainstorming here how you number the days of the week. And of course, you can get them where it's Monday AM, Monday noon, Monday PM, whatever you want, Correct. you can get them in these plastic trays. Also, in some ways, this is a more high-tech version of that. Yes, and it would either work with that if you want to sort, pre-sort your pills once a week, and then you can place that pill container on the device and then pick it up, consume as you would, or you can just work directly with the pill bottles and avoid the weekly sorting. Okay, I have some thoughts percolating in my mind, which I'm Love ready to, to dump out. But I think I'm going to wait two seconds because I'm curious about two things. One is, where are you in this making this idea real? And then what in particular do you want to chat about? I may chat about what I want to chat about anyway, but at least I'll give you the opportunity to wade in with thought. So where is it so far? It's in development. So it, it's sort of in prototype development. It's in pre-development, if you will. My background's product engineering, very technical, and I'm spending too much time and you'll see where my ask will be in the other section, building, iterating, kind of doing proof of concept, figuring out the right technology protocols and ways that this problem can be best solved, the best sensors, best protocols to communicate with cloud, et cetera. 
And what I really want is what sort of marketing outreach can I do before something is built? Is it crowdsourcing? Is it building a mail list? Is it something else? So definitely need help in the promotion and marketing part of it. Okay, which is great. You're just at the right point. I will phrase it as a question. What evidence do you have that this is a big problem? I know that a lot of people take between supplements and medicine, it's a large portion of a population, so it's a large sample size. And I know a lot of people are getting analytical about their fitness, lifestyle, sleep, health habits, minutes of meditation. So this is another aspect about supplements, supplements tracking. And then also I've been proactively talking to literally everyone that I meet. So at this point, dozens of people since I really zeroed in on this idea. And so far, everyone's been proactively asking me, how's it going? When are you building this? When is it available? Which is a lot better than the previous IoT idea where people were like, mm, yeah, good for you. <laughs> so that's the evidence. It's not concrete, but that's what I'm going off of. I question how big of a problem that is. What this smells like to me is the classic solution in search of a problem, which is a device which can tell when I've lifted the container out of the tray. Now, who might want that? As opposed to coming at it from the other direction and saying people are trying to keep track of what have they done, what have they taken. And I don't get it. It could be me, but a lot of it depends upon who you're asking and how you're asking people. And the reason I don't get it, and certainly I do understand the health tech space. I wear a, a whoop. Yeah. My son wears a levels patch. We have invested in supplement companies, in keto, and I know the category. The one aspect of it I totally get, which is people are all really eager to track what they're doing. Right. They do want to correlate what they're taking and what they're doing with results. Mm -hmm. But I, it just seems like the thing that you are tracking, it sounds like an expensive, complicated step for something which is solved so much easier other ways. If you're taking four supplements, you have four bottles. Each night you pick all four bottles up and take mm -hmm. something out of the bottles. I'm not sure how much more information that gives you rather than pulling your phone up and hitting four buttons on an app is here's what I took tonight. It doesn't tell you, for example, unless you're doing some kind of weight-based system where, ah, when he picked the bottle up, it weighed 17.3 grams. When he put it down, it weighed 16.9 grams. Yeah. That means he took 800 milligrams, if I did my math right. I didn't, I'm off by, you got the idea. Yeah. In, in other words, maybe... The subset of people who are, <laughs> now that you can tell, I'm struggling to go, oh my gosh, that's an incredibly good fit for solving the problem. It would be like someone saying, I'm really trying to make sure I drink four liters of water every day. Well, wouldn't it be cool if there was a water bottle and it had a weight sensor in the bottom? And it, uh, Yeah, it'd be cool, but it's going to cost $150. And it's so much easier just to keep track of how many bottles of water I do right. a day. Or I make a, in other words, you've got to pick something which is not just another lesser, more complicated way to do something one step of it easier. It has to be so fundamentally better than existing solutions that someone's willing to put up with the cost. They're willing to put up with the hassle. 
and it's got to deliver. So hypothetically, let's start from the other side of it, which is you start from forget my product. I have no clear vision of what my product is. Yeah, absolutely. And you say, now I've got to go, I need to really understand this problem. What does it mean I need to track what I take? What are the existing systems people use to do that? Is it cumbersome? Is it expensive? Is it inaccurate? And to what degree are each of those three things critically important to people to make sure you're solving the right thing? Because with any problem, your first generation is going to be clunky. Not because of you, just as you know, as a product person, by definition, the first versions suck. And the second version sucks, but not quite as bad. And eventually you get there. But to get permission to have multiple generations, that sucky version has to do what it's designed to do so much better than the existing mechanism. Right. Not to make it an ab, you know, I'm wearing the whoop, which is a heart rate tracker. And it does two things. It does it better than existing heart rate trackers. And it provides something totally different, which was the, an analysis of heart rate variability, which other existing trackers didn't do. And the first generation was poor. The battery life was terrible. It wasn't waterproof. There was all kinds of issues, but it provided something so valuable that I was willing to put up with it. It could be that I'm not one of those people who is taking 37 different supplements and I take them in weird different combinations at different times of the day that keeping track of it is maybe, but God, that subset of a subset of a subset. So I love the fact that you've identified a category which is big and growing. As an investor in health tech, I love that category because yes. I do think more and more we want to instrument ourselves. I'm also a huge believer in internet of things. I believe that we're early stages because right now if you want to access the internet you have your computer you have your phone uh you're starting to have your car but not really mm -hmm. and maybe your watch and nothing else so the fact that you're pushing it you have two great categories i just go this feels weak to me not because it's your okay do you mind if i yeah i'll let you jump in i just want to dump it all on you and then i'll sit back i appreciate the candor and i get it totally and believe me <laughs> as technical as i am I can separate the technical space of it from the benefit. Everything you're saying totally resonates that yes, there's pill boxes. Yes, there's a container that I take myself every morning. What can I do better? So I did identify a few benefits completely outside of technology that I'm, I believe I can track it better. One is if people are taking ongoing medications, and this is different. This is going outside of health and wellness more into medical. When people go off of the protocols, that's a well-known problem in the medical industry. And this is something that I'm kind of looking into potentially having a fit from a use case perspective as well, where people, when they first uh, go on blood pressure medication, they're good for a week, a month, six months, and then they taper off and then they forget and then they're inconsistent. So this is something that could potentially either remind people or, and this is going to the next benefit, share the burden and the information of your routine with others. So in this First case, it can be a doctor. In the second case, it can be your nutritionist, your coach. So your coach can, for example, prescribe a different supplement regimen, and then they can just beam it to this app that I will develop. And then you can follow it or not follow it. And then in a month, the coach will see the results and the reports about how well you're doing with that app. So I'm thinking about that additional aspect, which is much more than I take a pill, I feel the benefit or I don't, but that's my regimen. This is more getting you more involved and getting other people looking into your routines as well. And maybe you being more aware that someone will have a look 
about what you're taking or not taking that you promised you would. Is that still missing or is that, let me know, be candid. Oh, believe me, I'll be <laughs> candid. I could maybe get there in understanding that there is a set of people who don't want to have to self-report what they're doing. So let's take my own use case, although that's mm -hmm. dangerous, but it helps me kind of get a sense of this. What the, the WHOOP does, basically, is tracking all my body dynamics and correlating it to my recovery and things like that. But it also is looking for patterns, and it asks me every morning a set of questions, which it then adds to the data that it uses for the analytics. And one of them is, did you take ibuprofen? And mm -hmm. so how much? And I have to self-report. I say last night I took 600 milligrams or whatever it was I took. And it says, what time do you take it? So what this does is eliminate that step. It wouldn't tell you how much unless you built the weight-based piece into it, but it would tell you that you took it and what time you took it. And so it would take one more piece that was self-reported and make it automatically reported. So let's try and make this a concrete suggestion. I am mm -hmm. not knocking what you're doing. But what I'm pushing at is I would like you to have this deep confidence of who wants that and how badly they want it and build the product they want. And what it feels like still is a little bit in reverse, which is you have the idea of being able to track when someone lifts the bottle out of the tray. And now you're kind of brainstorming who are all the people who might be able to use this. Mm -hmm. Because this goes back to that yep. focusing at the very beginning of our conversation, which is to get this right, you're really going to have to pick a use case and make sure this thing nails it. Yep. And if you're lucky, what happens is you go, oh my gosh, the pro athlete segment, the pro absent-minded athlete segment loves it. But I'm also getting these emails from hospitals or I'm getting these emails from nutritionists. And that leads you there might be a secondary market. But having the static vision of what this thing does should start with this deep, deep understanding of what people want. I was reading this interesting post yesterday from Justin, and I've forgotten his last name, but the person who started Twitch. And he was talking about his first startup, which was a calendaring startup. And he goes, they built the product and then realized that they didn't really understand anything about calendaring. They were in college. They knew they had a 10 o'clock class and a 12.30 class. They didn't need a calendar for that. So they were building a product for what they imagined the problem was. And it was this wake-up call for them that they had to start in the opposite direction by deeply understanding the problem. And only then could they build the product that fits it. You're not completely off on this. Like you said, you've spoken to a lot of people. I would just make it really, really clear what the problem is and leave yourself the complete flexibility to modify what your product does or how it does it. In the interest of actually trying to actually be helpful and answer someone's direct question, I'm usually cynical about crowdfunding platforms, but this strikes me as being a perfect product for that because it allows you to find out how much demand there actually is for what you're talking about before you go through all the jumping through hoops. Because everyone, especially asking your friends, they're all going to say, oh, that sounds cool. When's it going to be available? But you need a big group of people who really, really want what you're building. And I hate to break it to you, unless you're prepared to become a professional fundraiser, you have to have your first generation product be so good that everyone's clamoring for it, even though it costs about 3x what it will eventually cost. And even though it does about one third as much about what it will eventually be able to do.
but it has to fill this huge glaring hole so that everyone does that, especially with hardware, where you can't, in a matter of two weeks, completely modify how it works and what it does. You're stuck with what that person has sitting in their, uh, um, in their bathroom or in their uh, bedroom or in their kitchen. My product will have cloud updates, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Or you can't make no. it hold 12-pill bottles rather than six. No, I know. You're right. If you figure out how to cloud update that, and you won't be able to figure out how to make it weight-based, because I don't know shit about it, so don't take that literally. I do hear what you're saying, because to your point, I'm not going to place a manufacturing order without the customers actually buying the units. So definitely, you know, I'm not stocking up warehouses. I'm not going that far. My quick answer is, is that, is... You clearly have a lot of confidence that this is going to turn the world upside down. I think that's fantastic. You know, listen, the podcast is called That Will Never Work for a Reason. Right. Because you're always going to hear that. And so I do not want to be the old codger who's telling you, that will never work, Michael. What are you doing? I'm just saying it smells to me like you've fallen a little bit too much in love with the solution and not enough with really deeply knowing what the big problem is out there, except in this general sense. And I agree with you, in a general sense, the problem is there, which is if I can figure out a way to automate people's reporting, tracking, understanding exactly what they're taking and when, and prompting them when to take it, yes, I think that could be a big problem. And also correlating that to how they feel based on what they took and nutrition. I totally get it. But it's got to start from the product that you've told me you're building feels like a very narrow part of that. And I'm not saying it won't work. I'm just saying I want to make sure you really recognize that that one problem, because the only data you're going to capture at the beginning is he lifted a bottle up at five o'clock. Doesn't tell you whether he took it, doesn't tell you how much of it he took, all those she, they, you get the idea. And Definitely. I want to make sure that the narrow things that your product will actually be able to do in its first generation or two is going to hit this sweet spot of, wow, that's so much better than what I was tracking on my phone or what I was tracking on a piece of paper or self-reporting into whoop every morning. It's a basic one. And listen, it's just basically, gosh, you got to fall in love with the problem, not fall in love with the solution. Yep. No, I appreciate it. And like you said, first I reached out, I was building this generic IoT platform that did anything for any sensors and it was so broad. And now, you know, we're talking and I'm like, Mark, here's a very narrow, specific supplement bottle lifting sensing solution. So yes, I need to find that perfect bandwidth of the problem and zero down. And I'm still very flexible, still very early in this. So definitely next step, talk to users, talk more users, users. So let me try one more thing to be helpful here. Yep. If you say, no, this is the product I'm going to build, find the right market for it and identify that in advance. Is it pharmacists? Talk to insurance companies. Maybe they want to buy this for people. Are there certain categories of medical patient where it's critical, not just that they took it, but they took it within a narrow time window? Is it for the elderly Another weird analogy of mine. You know, here I have a second house that I'm in right now, as a matter of fact. If I'm, I'm gone and it's cold and the heat goes out, the pipe can freeze. And so I have a device in the house, which when the temperature drops below a certain point, it pings me my phone and says, your temperature in the house has dropped below the set point. Do something about it. Yeah. So perhaps a category is the elderly or people who care for people who are not maybe the elderly or maybe they're infirm or for some reason that if they miss a dose, it's dangerous and this can notify a caregiver. But rather than saying, I'm going to build this and then we'll figure out who likes it and there's all these possible ones, figure it out in advance who wants it the most. 
because that will also design how you position this feature set. As you're building it, you begin to realize, oh, it can't do everything I wanted. It can only do three quarters. Which three quarters do you focus on? And knowing exactly in advance who wants this desperately will really be a help. All those categories, focus even further. Define your market, not by its boundaries, but by its center. Not whether, oh, they could use it or not use it. Pick the one who wants it the most and blinder yourself to make it work for them. Everyone else will opt in or opt out as they choose, but at least you'll have a clear picture of who's going to want this. Yeah, appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, I'm sorry. I don't know if you listen to the podcast much. Of course I do. But I don't usually beat up on people and I was a little aggressive about it. You told me that will never work. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I do it because I love you. <laughs> I give out that kind of love and I can take that kind of love. So I, I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Okay, you know I ask this of almost all my guests, but especially I am going to check in with you in six months and hear how this has gone because it can go so many directions and I'm so curious to hear yeah. what you've learned and where it ends up. Absolutely. Like you said, I do value feedback a lot. You give me a lot to think about. You haven't changed my mind. You've sort of helped me figure out that flexible bandwidth like we talked. One thing is you've seen, I had this idea before, but then I started developing the IoT platform because that was my comfort technical zone. And I rolled it out to production and crickets, just <laughs> the loudest silence you've ever heard. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm not going to beat my head on that. So I go with this health and wellness space and I'm sticking with it. I believe it. I feel how it can help. Right now, that's the biggest problem is I can see how it can help health and wellness people who are trying to be even better. And I can also see how it can help people who need medical assistance and trying to get back to normal. But those are such different markets. I can't just chase two rabbits in this one. So I'm trying to figure that out. And I'm sure by the time we talk in six months, I'll have that much more narrower. I'm definitely sticking to this idea for the next year or so. So in six months, I'll give us some great updates. It sounds great. I agree. You shouldn't chase the rabbit. I want you to be the rabbit. Yeah. Think the rabbit. Learn the rabbit. And then you'll know how to get ahead of it. Really awesome work, Michael. Good luck. Appreciate it. I'm certainly rooting for you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for finding the time. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good one. Michael's already done the hard part. He has the ability to develop a potentially game-changing solution so long as he's able to whittle it down to something his potential consumer understands and wants. To get to that place, he'll have to put himself in the mindset of the very folks he hopes to sell to, an important role for any product marketer. When I catch up with him in a few months, I look forward to seeing what he decided to do and whether he's any closer to providing people with that perfect product for a healthier life. Well, that's all for today, and thanks to my guests for entrusting their business to me for a little while. I look forward to hearing back from them in a few months to see if my advice helped. In the meantime, if you want to be a guest on That Will Never Work, I've made it really easy. Just go to markrandolph.com forward slash guest, fill out the form, and leave a voice message right there on the site. While you're there, sign up to get my weekly entrepreneurial advice delivered right to your inbox. Or connect with me on Twitter at mbrandolph, or on Instagram at that will never work, or my newest attempt at denying my age on TikTok, where I promise you won't ever find me dancing without a shirt on. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to smash that like button and leave me a review at Apple Podcasts. 
I'll see you next time. Audiation.